What up, people? This is episode 140. I think so. That's Wendy Jones. That's Kyle Friend. Let's start it. Let's get it started. The episode starts right now. Oh, that was loud, right? Awesome. <laughs> Listen, you have asked, you have asked, and you have asked, and you shall receive. Because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. What up, friend? What up? Cal, <laughs> yes, friend. That is what I came here to hear, yes. baby. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 140. This is the Option Podcast. I got volleyball extraordinaire and color commentator for Volleyball World and most recently AVP last weekend, right? That's right. Thought you were really good. That's, That's Kyle right. Friend. Um, you were razor close from uh, San Antonio. You played in San Antonio over the weekend? That's correct. We good. just got back yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that and we'll talk a b- little bit about next next week. And a lot of this episode is going to be about you because after all, you are my guest. And the moderator for today is Be Better from Be Better is Wendy Jones. What's up, Wendy Jones? I love this. Wendy I'm Jones, about volleyball this addict and, yes. and one of the last of the red hot power moms. She's got a whole bunch of kids playing D1 and, you know, right? <laughs> Right, your your son Stan- at Stanford did a um, MPSF finals. The, oh um, God, that, yeah. Luke Turner. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. They made, yeah. Don't let they that fourteen and twelve almost, record fool you. Almost <laughs> program extinction to. I think it's great. Two time UCLA right? beating the number it's one huge. team in the country it's twice. So. Good, it's so good for volleyball. I'm so stoked. I'm a huge oh. Stanford fan uh, because I want them to see them have success and I want to see the sport continue to grow. Yeah, we got that headed the right direction mm-hmm, again. So. For sure. Good stuff. Nice. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, and her daughter's at TCU playing yeah. for Hector. So. Oh heck yeah! yeah this, oh man, they're sprinkled all over. Do you see the what I mean? Program. Do you see what I mean about like power moms, dude? Yeah. Just, like yeah. sprouting them out. Every, everybody's like Wendy, marry me. And you're like, <laughs> that you're ship like, has sailed. Like, four, yeah. five, four is good. Well, Thanks. Like I got it right. Right. There's an old. There's an old saying. It. If you're not, if you're not a millionaire by the time you're forty, make sure you're married to one. I got. I got me one. I got me a sugar. <laughs> Baby, mommy, <laughs> Kelly Campbell, you're in France. I'm faithful, and I love you. <laughs> good answer. Attaboy. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the glass, Jay? <laughs> What's in the freaking glass, Jay? What's in the All right. So, Wendy, you are our moderator for our something we call the lightning rounds. I, I'm going to um set up. I'm going to set up the countdown clock. Um, and Wendy, take it away. Topic one. All right. I'm excited about this. Um, Jason sent me over these questions yesterday. And here we go. So we'll bear with you, but yeah. don't, don't get undressed. Just, right. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> Topic one. Over the years, the AVP had their tournament tour qualifiers one day before the main draw. Last season, they had two-day qualifiers, which typically fell on Wednesday or Thursday, with the main draw being Friday to Sunday. In Atlantic City last year, they even had a one-day double elimination qualifier. I remember that. That was fucking great. That was awesome. That was so cool, Kyle. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. year, the qualifier spots were attained by high finishes in regional tournaments like last weekend in San Antonio. Do you like the new format, or did you like the previous one? Kyle, go first. Yeah, I I think it's great that ABP is trying to figure out a way to make the sport better. Um, and currently, initially, I think it was new, and it was, oh, we're going to have these extra events, and they're going to be qualifiers. I like it better. 
I think I've done two events now and I can say that I enjoy the format better because I think it provides more opportunities for guys to break through or girls uh, to break through in some of these events. As you see Noah Dyer, Chase Frischman get into uh, New Orleans. You know, Noah, a guy just up and coming, young, doesn't have a ton of points, gets to play with Chase, who's got a lot of points, bring him in, have a couple of good events, boom. Noah Dyer now a main draw in the main draw. Um, and then I think, you know, what this provides is opportunities for players to not go to Austin or wherever and lose a second match and be done. You go to these events, qualifiers, it's tough. It's cutthroat, single a limb in the old format. And so you go there, you fly to Austin, you walk away with a sprinkle of points, no money, two matches max, maybe three if you get to that final draw. Here you get in a weekend event, a tournament with points, quality reps. Um, I just think there overall it is better. I think overall yeah. it just provides more tournaments. And yes, there's more traveling, right? But if you make it to the main draw, then you're getting a bit of a stipend from AVP to begin with. So yep. you got to go to these qualifier events. You get to play an event. You get to play a tournament. You walk away with points. And they they've, they so, value the points more. Yeah. So Kyle says it's better. Jason, what do you think? Well, Kyle Friend. I have another show. I had another show called Sports Debate Tuesday, right? And sometimes I think we're supposed to be a debate, but instead of being a debate, this is more like Eight Mile, like Eminem said everything that he was he was about to say to say with him. So, so this is just a big cosign, and my reasons are are very very much the same. Um, one of the reasons is, um, like you said, a financial investment, and a lot of people think having to travel twice isn't financial investment, but not, but it's not a financial investment if you don't qualify. You're just there. You go home and you and and if you want to go and opt and be a spectator or whatever in this. And that or just address just grab a grab a camera and have the avp give you media credentials like the mckibben brothers then do that okay um but i'm gonna add a caveat to that um and i call it two words hyphenated well rested right you you, you get out there you, you you maybe you take down a top five or like someone that was expected to be in the draw and then then you got another round and then it's night and and it could be a venue like new orleans that's humid it could be like atlantic city was was hot as balls right and What's your reward? No rest. Probably only slept three hours because you're you're nostalgically happy and yeah. you got to play crab and Sander or yeah. or, or try and Trevor and I'm yeah. like, geez, that's Go what, in that's and get what pounded the on. fucking winner yeah. gets. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Congrats. So yep. so co-sign with you. I I love the idea. I, and for everybody else who 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 who, I mean. I'm not trying to gaslight anyone who disagrees with me. This It isn't about this. But anyone who has a problem with this format needs to think about what they want to do with their career. Sure. Yeah. I think that's they need to point. think about what they want to do with their career. So we got agreement. Do you... I'm a dude like Dana White. Like, do you want to be a fucking fighter? Like, you, you watch the UFC sometimes? I do. Um... Well, they were in the red for a long time, and they took a chance. They did this reality show called The Ultimate Fighter, and then this guy's like, oh, I miss my family. I just want to go home. And this guy's like, I don't think I want to fight anymore. And this whole show hangs in the balance of whether they fold. And he, Dana White just panicked, and he's like, do you want to be a fucking fighter? And, and uh, yeah, my camera's right there. Do you want to be a fucking volleyball player? Yes or no? Is this what you want to be? You you have to accept everything that comes with it. All right. Is it a rich person sport? Yeah, kind of. Right. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I mean, you're not gonna. Uh, right. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, nobody's it seems like the, a ticket. lot of the people who don't ha who have a lot of sustainability but not a lot of success are the ones who have financial backing. But it's called taking a chance. When you start your own company, you're taking a chance. When yeah. you're when you're investing in a partnership with someone, you're taking a chance. And I went way over my minute, which is why I didn't 
I, I didn't. All right, I gotta dude, get better at this like, moderator <laughs> thing. No, I gotta but, get tough. No, but the cool thing is, I didn't have like ten topic questions. Like, yeah. If I had ten, then yeah. we, you know, I'd be like, oh, "What are you doing? When do you gotta get out of here?" But, <laughs> but um, and me and Kyle, we stay as long as we want. I mean, because we're, we're still rolling. You got some good stuff here, so that's, yeah. I'm. Um, and you guys, again, feel free to add everything, anything on. This is a um an experimental format, and what better than a friend, yeah, hey, Kyle, friend hey, to yeah. to do this, right? Yep. I mean, isn't did that shape your personality? How about that? <laughs> is that a question? Is that a question for later? Did, yeah. that, did that shape your personality? Because Jason, my last name, Debilius, sure as hell shaped mine. Yeah, I think so. No, come on. I think I think it was a generous and friendly friendly. It's a nice last name that uh, I think is inviting and welcoming to others mm-hmm. to you know want to be around it a bit more you know yeah. i think i was just fortunate that uh happened to land in my lap you know walks around with a great big smile on his face <laughs> isn't, this, isn't life just great uh, wendy? Yeah. all right wendy jones all right topic take two. it away you have avp new orleans coming up this weekend i'm so excited we're i'm going tomorrow. she's she's oh, going nice yeah. she's going I, I i am not i did center court last year and i thought it was I, fun last sorry year. to interrupt but oh, yeah. i thought i murdered it but no whatever it was great yeah it's good um that. Last year was a success, and considering the bigger purse this year, which attracts elevated talent, it is expected to exceed expectations. But for this question, we are going to concentrate on the, concentrate on the players or players not a lot of people are talking about. So Kyle, you go first. Who is your dark horse who will surprise the volleyball faithful over the weekend? So AVP New Orleans here and NOLA, uh, you know, last year, like you said, it was awesome to have an event there. I think there's an untapped volleyball market in that place. Uh, for this weekend, I think my dark horse is going to be Miles Partain and Paul Lottman. Um, I think that they didn't get a chance to play together in Austin because Miles was still in school mm-hmm. where he lost to Long Beach State in the semifinals of the NCAA tournament. Go Beach. Five uh, sets, right? Five mm-hmm. sets. The reverse yep. sweep. I was there. It was yeah. an amazing volleyball mm-hmm. match. Um, but I think that Partain and Lotman do things um, really well together and they have a unique dynamic with the jump set option and Lotman being a left side outside hitter and Partain's option is the best in the game on the on the USA tour, in my opinion, I think you can ask a lot of athletes. Is there anyone better, right? Think I don't, about it. I no. don't think so. No. I don't think there's anyone better who can who can swing and score option-wise and then still set the ball consistently and right where he wants. And there's a reason he was sophomore MPSF player of the year. So yep. my yeah. dark horse pertain a lot, man. New Orleans. That's like a it. very, very good dark horse, and yeah. I like, and I, um, we're optimistic, if not hopeful, that they pick up where they left off in Chicago, where they yeah. took a, uh, um, and what I would affectionately refer to as a surprising fifth place, right? Yeah. yeah. We knew Martin Partain Cabal. We knew Lotman Cabal. Lot. Actually, everyone that plays with Lotman has success. I remember him and Aspina beating Taylor Crab. But let me start right. my clock because I got to give me my answer. That's Here's good. our one minute countdown, and I really, really like your answer, but I think I'm going to go with the home team on it. So when I say home team, I don't mean Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth because. At this point, it's not a surprise anymore, except for the people who who live here, who were just who were just watching them in the finals, at, uh, you know, for the first time on YouTube in that finals, beating the brakes off of the Canadians. Right? The comment section just blew up. Everyone was like, "Who are these girls?" And I'm like, "Man, I thought you I knew." And I'm only <laughs> and I'm only keeping this copacetic New Orleans because my answer is New Orleans related. I got to go with Tony Rodriguez, and I got to go with Savvy Simo. Mm. I think Tony Rodriguez um, showed a, a magnificent performance in Chicago to um, not Chicago, Australia. Um, I think she took a third there. Savvy's kind of this this all-purpose person, and they did, they did a little bit of divide and conquer. But they are 
uh, emotionally stable, which holds on by a thread. So I knew it was a matter of time before they came back together and they had this this sisterhood and this investment with each other. And you start caring about each other. You start playing harder. When you start playing harder, you start winning some of these games. If your skill set is there, and my brother, the skill set is there, okay? Make mine, home team, Tony Rodriguez, LSU. Um, like with a, a woman with a story to tell. She yeah. was on my podcast. I think she was on yours. I bummed First him. From, guest. I, I bummed oh, her sick. from yours, First right? Guest. Yeah. Did I? Did I? I yeah. bu- I'm a bum. Hey, no, she's, I'm sharing. like, she's she, she has a good guest, and I'm like, can you go on my show? And he's like, stop <laughs> fucking asking these people to come on your show <laughs> after they just that. came on mine. Give me some Happy traction, boy. Um, no, but my uh, someone else to keep an eye on is Kaylee York, also um, LSU. Um, she's playing with Gerhard, and she qualified yeah. for the main draw, and. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see her win one winner's bracket and one contenders before mm-hmm. she she hits the the exit sign. Yeah. But um yeah, I like your pick. I like Lotman. Sure. I like Park. Yeah, I'm a little biased, right? Cuz I played with Lotman in college. Yeah. I played with Lotman a few events last year. Yeah. Well, um, uh, well to go with your bias, there's right? There's a good pick. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, that too, right? 100%. You know, it's just like really good volleyball players. Uh, so I know they're going to play well. But I love Savvy and Tony, who I've spent some more time with over these last couple of months. And mm-hmm. I got to see them play in San Antonio um, on the world tour. They've been doing some, some good stuff. And I just, you see, there's a little bit of a relationship um, happening on the court that they want to work for each other. And I think that's rare. And I think that generates points. And over time, that will get you more. And that Savvy will work and work harder to get that ball up because Tony's mm-hmm. pushing her. And they both can hit the shit right. out of the ball. And they're so skilled. Tony touched everything. In one of the matches I was watching in there. She's a savage, dude. She touches everything on the block. And then if she does get a chance, you better put your hard hat on because it's coming in hot. At your yeah. face when she goes to swing, both her and Sab. Yeah. 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 Well, the whole emotional investment thing is as experienced as Savvy Simo is more than more than Tony. That's something she learned from Tony. That is a New Orleans virtue. Uh, Evan Corey has that, and, and their partners are emotionally invested, mm-hmm. right? Logan Weber was before they parted. Now Bill Kalinsky, they got sure. this thing going on. Um, you're going to see Kaylee York. Uh, um, I'm telling you, watch out for this girl. She's, she's coming this summer. Yeah. Kristen Nuss and Cloth, they, uh, Sean Ledig. Big shout out wherever you are. He gave me that. He he's the one that gave me the warning signs. This is before um, yep. their senior year. Really? This is before LSU. Before they finished thirty five and zero. This is before they they won every regional tournament, only losing to the Brazilians, a match which they avenged at a Wapaka. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, That's why he's got the hat that says Louisiana uh, yeah. versus N- all Nola y'all. versus all y'all. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a yeah. fucking cool hat, dude. <laughs> Nola versus all they y'all. They are coming in strong this talk, weekend. Yeah. Talk about making a statement in their yeah. first event yeah. of Austin because, like you said, against mm-hmm. the Canadians, they just took it to them. Yeah. They, they took it to them. They looked exquisite. They looked refined. They looked focused. And it was like, no, things going to stand in our way. Right. Well, no one was surprised that they won, but very few, very few people. And I. You know what? I'll say it after the fact because I've been saying it before the fact. I'm not surprised in the manner in how they did it. Sure. They they have things figured out that you don't you, you watch some of these games and you see this feeling out process which which is so bad for the sport and it pisses me off. You don't see a feeling out process with these girls. Right. Play one get after it yeah. play two. get after it from beginning to end that is attractive to volleyball faithful definitely yeah. players of interest that is attractive to people who walk by the court and be like this looks interesting i want to stay and watch a couple of plays right and sometimes you see people never play this sport they watch two plays and I'm like all right life goes on I'm, I'm, I'm out and i'm like the sport needs her needs them and a lieutenant governor right right they get yeah. they're sponsored by louisiana 
Yeah. They're sponsored by the state of Louisiana. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you can get any better than that. That's Beach Goal, Beach Goals right mm -hmm. there as a beach athlete. I mean, obviously, we're looking for any sort of sponsorship. You got the state on board. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. California, where you at? Let's yes. go. Amen. Right? California, you got no, all the resources. That's my whole Nova, thing is there's got to be this parallel universe running alongside all of this stuff that is coming in strong. <laughs> right. Don't get me going on what comes right. in on your news. Like, let's go to these sports stories because of the people that you guys all just threw down. That is a ton of super good humans yeah. but you that know, are working yes, but you hard know, you know, for the sport. You know what gets amazing. rid of my haterade? You know what no. gets rid of my little Debbie Downerisms? What is it? Kristen Nuss and Taryn Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. We can go an extra hour because um, <laughs> I have 50 stories to tell about them. All of them are inspiring. And if you just told one and threw out the rest of them, that one story is still enough, right? Yeah. Let's, Atlanta, right? Oh, you got to qualify for the draw? Qualify one. Australia? They went there with no points. Got the last spot in the qualifier. Qualified one. one. Right? Um, Chicago coming through the hurricane. Get up there to that. When they yes. Ida came through. And mm -hmm. they're like, We're, we got we got to get to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. going back through All the these, storm. Get their stuff. LSU, like, 35 and yeah, 0. I mean, no, so after that one six straight regional <clears throat> tournaments. Uh, and people weren't seeing the warning signs. When I when they beat Stockman and Kalinske, um in Florida, something like that, I was like, and 2-0, I was like, Sean's right. <laughs> Sean's right. Unfortunately, I didn't, get, I didn't get to call their match last year because there was a forfeit. The Brazilians. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, it was cramped cramping. Up. Oh, that yeah. Louisiana heat. It was hot. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of matches in the day. It was tough. Mm -hmm. It was a tough event yeah. for sure. But those girls, man, it's great for the sport. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see continue to watch yes. them play because it's a treat. I mean, Kristen Nuss back there is a magician. Oh my god, she's a wizard. Dude, just, Don't yeah. let her touch the ball. Did you see? Transition is ridiculous. For the people that are watching at home. Watch YouTube and look at the comment section. It's just lit up. Oh my God, this girl said, Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. And my piece of advice to them, because they watch me as much as I watch them, don't move to California. You, you, got, you got a good coach. My rule is if you have a good coach and if you have a good facility and you have good backing, make the trip out here six times a year. Yeah. Save money, hotel up. And and if iron sharpens iron, don't be out here where your fucking blade gets dull because you're better than everybody else. And for sure, don't stay out here long enough where they start picking up your damn secrets, right? Because they're not going to share. They sure as hell ain't going to share, share theirs, all right? Stay where you are, yeah. just like Qatar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, topic three. Wendy from the command center. Go. Here we go. Last week, Jason and his guest, Mark Fornicari, talked about the uh, favorite venue and in pursuit of finding one that they like more than the other they felt like they were leaving some out so this week let's do three starting with you jason what are your top three avp venues you know i gotta tell you that i am it's one of those things where like if i was unprepared to say it let's start this clock because at some point i have to <laughs> shut up um <laughs> I did this unrehearsed and I had some concerns because even with my favorite three, you always feel like you're, you're leaving one out. But with that being said, here we go. In no particular order. Let's go to AVP in New York City. I love the venue. I love the diverse population that, that are interested in seeing it. The Russians in Brighton Beach, the Dominicans in Washington Heights, the Koreans in, in, in Flushing, the Chinese in Chinatown, you know, the Psychic Blood Brothers from Harlem. And um, yeah, the West Indians from Flatbush who all play on their national teams. You um, oh, Almas Palomino, the Dominican national team. I like um, Manhattan Beach, not because it's this granddaddy, not because it's this mecca, but because it's deep sand conditions. And at the end of the day, the better team wins, you know, um, and because they want their name etched in, in that thing, in that boardwalk. And Trevor and Reed Pretty showed me that. 
that like dude anybody can get it Anything. you know that was trevor's first avp right uh -huh. that, that ended the never trevor thing so with that being said my third one um i like new orleans all right, like right on cue. It's, it's this small, it was a small purse money. And if you want to measure tournaments by prize money, then you're severely missing the point on this one. It's very, very um, grounded. It's like um, inviting. The, the There's a restaurant next to the court, the night lights. And the, um, when it's a humid day and the night lights come, you don't have to bundle up. Right. You know how yeah. it's like desert weather? Sure. Um, you have to wear a hoodie. No. The players aren't worried about that, but when we're watching. <laughs> yeah. like, no, but at nighttime, yeah. it yeah. is hot. As, it's still yeah. hot. It's so you ain't got to worry about. Yeah. No. So those are my top three. Kyle, the floor is yours. Those are those are good top three. And I have some overlaps here with you, Jason. But I'll start with uh, one that isn't part of your three, and that's Seattle. Uh, Seattle, for me... And then my first experience there was stunning. It was bald eagles flying over the court. My mind was blown. We were on the Lake Sammamish and these giant green trees and in the, in the, in the water and the hills. I think the, the way that was set up and the environment around it was just majestic. It felt like you were out in the wilderness there. And that just was like such an amazing feeling. So love Seattle. It would be cool if they got that back. I mean, I mean Lake Sammamish, maybe it's kind of compact there. Maybe not the most going on in that area. I think it's a challenge. That's why maybe it's not gone back there. Um, Manhattan Beach Open. Yeah, like you said, it is the granddaddy. There's extra there's extra um, passion and, and purpose behind that event because of that getting your name on the pier. And like you said, it is deep sand and that requires more skill. You know, these jumper sands, you can't just go out there and rely on jump high, hit hard, you get more angles. Out here, it doesn't work like that. You, you can't just go out there and rip it. So... Manhattan Beach, and then New York. New York is maybe my favorite venue. It was one of my first times qualifying in New York. I got off my first top 10 finish there. I had family in New York, so that one is a special, holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I remember um, Sandcast. Um, I said, I'm going to miss New York and Sand. Someone from Sandcast message good riddance. And I know it's Travis Mirritter because he has this contempt <laughs> for New York City, so... Aww. So I, when I saw it, I got mad, and I was going to just post it on social media and be like, hey, New York, here's what they think about you. But I was like, no, it's just Travis. Yeah. And Travis, you know, in his writing and his articles has made no bones about sure. how he, he, he um, I, I think it goes beyond volleyball. I think maybe maybe broadcast journalism or something or whatever. He does not, that man does not like New York. <laughs> so. so Travis, I'm not going to light you up. I promise, not on social media. You're, you're too nice. I can't be. If I can't do it to the d bags, I can't do it to the nice guys. All right, that's not that's not how this works. All right. There we go. Um, I like it. Yeah. Besides, I'm with my friend. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Wendy, command center. All Let's right. take it home, girl. It Let's do like it. Looks like this next topic is for Kyle, who the man with the gift of gab, as Jason says, but might be shy about talking about himself. Kyle. What was your favorite moment in the qualifier draw or other outdoor event? So, you know, initially that comes to my head is uh, going back on New York is it was my first like top 10 finish or one of them in there. And we beat Tim Baumgren, Eric Zahn and just getting into that event. We beat Jeff Samuels, which was like a huge, it was just a huge win. And we just me and Miles just trying to earn points and then having like so much, so many family members out there. Uh, with me for that event. It was truly a special one. Um, so I'll give you two. So that one was like up there in New York. And then this other one was in AVP Huntington Beach. Uh, this one play to qualify for AVP Huntington Beach in 2019 with Duncan. 
uh, Duncan Buttinger, and uh, it was like against Hagen and Steve uh, Steve Irwin, and it was a ball off Duncan's head that I ran back to the back line and just somehow got a touch on it, and that was to get us into Huntington. Uh, it was a wild point, and that is a memorable, memorable uh, moment in my career for sure. All right, you guys, hold on, let this let this horn honk. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, before I do mine, I actually have it here. I'm, I'm going to put it in on the edit, for, for, but for the audience watching, I found this. This is amazing. <laughs> Ready? Here's the player because I want Wendy I to see this and appreciate this. this, okay? Yeah. Yep. So, watch this. It's a block. Watch this. Oh. He just kind of... That's sick. That's, that's <laughs> not just sick. I've never... I know. I've never seen a play like that. Yeah, there it is. And there's Hagen. Uh, oh, there's angry. Hagen. <laughs> Hagen was angry after that. I mean, that could have been Vandermeer for all we hear. Oh, right? God, the fire. <laughs> you know, they could start a trend. Like, wear t-shirts. No, I'm not right. no, I'm not the... Doc Vandermeer. Don't ask me. And the, other, and the other one should wear a shirt. No, I'm not Hagen yeah. Smith. Don't ask me. <laughs> oh, man. But that that play, yeah, like, like you said, and I, that clip on my on my camera that I have, has Jason's voice on it saying like oh my god screaming after because I'm filming that and I mean I just so much emotion and it was just a battle and I remember Duncan's first words were like I don't have to go to work tomorrow you know <laughs> he was so fired up the beach volleyball, up. The beach volleyball yeah. life because Duncan's a nine to fiver kind of guy and we always were training 6 a.m 6 30 a.m so he yeah. could go to work and so you know how it is beach volleyball you put a lot in and you get a little bit out here yeah. and there you know but it's mostly a grind and you know, it's a lot. You put a lot in. And so little wins like that, there's no better feeling than qualifying. That's something that's changed here with this new format is that exaltation, that unique point of winning and knowing you're qualifying is kind of different. Now you go, oh, you're in the semifinals and you're still playing, which is awesome. You know, you're still in this event, but that feeling oh, is hard to replicate. Yeah, right there. It's hard to replicate. All right. Hey, my turn. Um, so as far as favorite players are concerned, yeah. it's, it's not even close. I mean, I, I caught that at the tail end. I was um, coaching Jeff and, and um, Dave Palm at the time. We already got eliminated by Merrick and, and Clemens. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Let me check out Friends, see what he's up to. And then that play happened. And he's right. You could hear on every, everyone that was taping that game, you could hear my big old New York voice. Okay? <laughs> so that's my favorite moment. My favorite match, I actually, was usually you like these close calls and these exciting close call matches. And that wasn't my favorite one. My favorite one was you beating Ospina and Paul Lottman at Manhattan Beach. Very, I mean, just this dominating performance. I think the last game was 21-12. And they had a lot of steam because they upset Taylor Crabb and um, Jay Gibb and Austin. Like a 16 versus one. So. So that was one of those things where I'm like, okay, if Kyle wins this, this is kind of like, um, as far as a psyche thing, maybe for you, not for you, uh, but for you as a team, um, just, okay, move forward. I'm as good as everybody else. Who's as good as everybody else? And life goes on, you know, mm -hmm. um, if that was one of your things. But lastly, uh, and the horn's going to honk on this, but I have to thank my friend, Kyle Friend, for losing in the second round in Hermosa Beach with Duncan Budinger to Will Rothman and Cervantes, right? Because without with that, if they win that game, they're definitely going to beat the team I was coaching, which is uh, which is Jake Arudia and um, and Earl Schultz. But because Cervantes won and because Evan Corian Valela beat them, we were a stylistic nightmare for for Corian Valela, and we beat Corian Valela 2-0 for Earl Schultz to qualify for qualify. his first main 
draw. Nice. Nice. My second is a coach. I, yeah. I, I, um, that's awesome. That's okay. good. No, it's a good memory. And I'll, I will mm-hmm. never forget that match against Will and Cervantes because it was head scratching. Tell me now, now that I got you here, what, ha- fuck that. What happened? <laughs> Man, I, I, it was our first match of the tournament for us. That was their second because they had one before us. But mm-hmm. I remember Duncan and I playing really good volleyball. And I think we had gone to this point halfway through that season that, we put, we put expectations on ourselves uh, going into that event. Hey, we're the one seed. I think we were the one seed going into that qualifier. And it was like, hey, you know, we're, we're supposed to win. We're supposed to do well. And we've, we've getting better and better every event. And then we went in there and just struggled. We struggled to side out. Cervantes touching everything. Rotman not having played against him. There's a yeah. little bit of an unknown. And he just came in hitting high and hard. A few swings over Duncan. And I was just like, the shit. Stanford All-American What right is there. this? This guy hitting over Duncan 6'7", six, 6'8", six, with a big boy. Dude, and I was like. That kid is. That's why you don't mess with these relative unknowns. And that's unknowns, why he man. made the VNL roster yes. for USA as well. Yeah. You know, so he's no. he's no, my son's roommate. Right yeah, okay. So. We, <laughs> Well, he knows all about yeah, him, all about sweet it. sweet kid. But yeah, that, that loss hurt was one of the biggest hurts, you know, the ones that I sat on the most. And it's funny, I think it's because I built up that event uh, too much in my head instead of just going out there and playing my volleyball. And it was like, okay, Duncan, I'm with Duncan. We're, we're number one. We're supposed to win these events. We're supposed to win this qualifier. And that's what happens. You set yourself up for failure. Yeah. For sure. My birthday literally came a day early. Aww. That was the 25th. My birthday's the 26th. And they earned the right to get their heads chopped off by the McKibbins on court one because, <laughs> because, nah, I'm not going to say it. Wendy All from right. the command center. Let's so do it. So topic five, um, looking a little bit like the other question we asked. So I'm going to amend this a little bit. Rather than uh, which qualifier draw team do you think will make the biggest dent this weekend, which I think we kind of covered. We did. Um, yeah, it's the same question. I'm an idiot. But there are some interesting partnerships, new partnerships coming into this tournament. And I'm kind of curious to know who's, uh, you know, which which new partnership you're most excited to watch. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, let's see here. San Antonio, new partnerships. Um, well, definitely one of the new partnerships is Chase Frischman, Noah Dyer, that I just touched on a yeah. little bit ago. Uh, young Noah Dyer coming with the legend. Oh! Oh, yeah. That's another one of They're Luke's. playing together? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. they lost. They went to the finals in San Antonio. They lost to Andy Benish and Tim Tim Brewster, who they played amazing volleyball. Tim Brewster sided out like a champ and dug everything Stunned. all weekend so long. So proud of him. Stunned. I mean, Andy wasn't getting served that much um, until late in that finals where he was cramping a little bit and Chase and Noah were serving him a bit ball. But Tim put in a ton of work and he earned that w and he earned it um and he doesn't get a bid which is a bummer but it is what it is he gets points he gets money it's awesome noah dyer chase frischman one of those teams new new partnerships scholar del sol andrew dentler is a a partnership that just got together for san antonio i think dentler he's on terms of blockers he's got all the most points of the available blockers out out of the main draw okay and he's put in work he's timing his vision on the block is very very good and Skyler's a stud so I'm kind of curious to see if Skyler's gameplay can kind of elevate Dentler and get a get a couple wins in the main draw good yeah. ones good ones cool my turn How about you Jay well you got a lot of good teams you got Megan Crafts teaming up with I was just looking at the board just to make sure uh, my little confirmation um Emily Stockman's playing with Emily Emily um Megan Craft and I think that's that'll probably be a good team Emily I think Emily Day 
I don't know if she's even in this tournament. Yes, mm. she is. She's playing with Haley Howard, and she's oh, she's been kind fun. of the hitman for her the oh, last that's two years. Fun. And that's when be you get an Emily yeah. do that's always going to be whatever. But on the small scale and on a more biased scale, I I, I want to go with Dave Palm and Rafa Rodriguez. All right, they 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 are an, I will say a relatively new team because they played together um, previously in Florida or something like that. But I think the more they get to know each other, um, they're both um, Rafa Rafa's kind of a hothead, but. Rafu, um, as and when the more he starts coaching, the more he realizes um, big waves crash. So sure. he's hot when he needs to be, and he cools down. Dave Palm is the other, the male hitman for hire, right? He 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 just does whatever you want. He's easy to get along with as a partner. I had the pleasure of coaching him at Huntington Beach with Jeff, um, and that's the team I'm looking out for. And, and of course, there's a little bit of bias goes into that. I mean, I'm, I won't be objective about yeah. that. Rafu, yeah. Rafu is a friend. Yeah. You know, I knew I knew Rafu before I moved out here, so to, to California. All right. um, I, lo- I love Rafu. I think it's great. And it, watching him and Dave play this weekend, Rafu did get a little. Rafu does get hot, and it was funny. He'd get hot after points. He scored. He'd score this great little jumbo, and then after the play, he threw his glasses and snapped the lens. And I'm yeah. like, Rafu, you just got the point. He had a great dig, and he was obviously mad about something else. But it was interesting to see that the passion is there for him, and the, the, the wisdom and his wrist is, you know, his wrist is deadly. It's one of the yeah. best on tour. So yeah. It really is, um, and that serve to space when he's when he's hot on that serve to space, um, something me and John Mayer outside. I, I mean, I like the term, and I, I never used it until I worked with John Mayer at LMU. Um, the but serve to space gives you just draws a picture of like jump serves and like like gaps and and I remember him in San Francisco like. If you weren't, if you didn't have one move, or if you didn't like step in on that one move, not only anger your platform, but freaking face your angle. That thing was shooting straight up. It was going yeah. behind you. It yeah. was, it was absolutely sick. Gave Ed, Ed Ratledge like, like like his first crown, right? Is that what it was? Uh, I think it was Ed's second. Ed second. I think okay. it was the second. But yes, that was in yeah twenty. What was that? Eighteen, I think. That was twenty eighteen. That was the last one. They're so the they're reigning defending champs in San Francisco. Right? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. So I like that. And I like, Wendy, thanks for reshaping that question because I really felt like in the format I was asking the same question yeah. twice. So. Yeah. Well, Wendy, and Wendy I've, been with watching, the I've been watching these these new partnerships crop up this week and I'm definitely, you and I were talking about it yesterday. I'm super excited to watch Brandy and Zana. I think that's going to oh, be tons man. of fun because she yes. is one of my favorite blockers and one of my favorite defenders to watch. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited to watch the old guys battle. Casey and Phil bring it. I'm so excited to watch that. Because I mean, how do you have two legends like that to play together and, you know, outlast in the heat and do all the things you got to do to make it in your 40s? I'm telling you people, you know, it's not easy. Not like right. they are, they're legends. It's and inspiring. I want to watch them. I want to watch them on the same Something you want to say about that before we hit the lightning rounds? Yeah, about no, Phil I think it's Casey. just expiring, inspiring. And then it's like, who are you going to serve? Because yeah. Casey is still one of the best side-out players in the Man. world or in the U.S. without yeah. a doubt. And then Phil's coming off this elated, light oh, win in, in Austin. So I think it's just going to be fun and not fun to play against. That's what I would say. Yeah. Oh, God. Excited. I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm mixed. You, you didn't see. You, you didn't see the podcast last week. Mark Fornicari carried the water. The question was: Was a great fill, or like um, angry at the men's field, the, at the men's division for that? And he he's an active player, so sure. I, I had him go goat status for fill. But me, I allowed to pour the haterade. So I'm mixed. I'm glad to see the two of them play together. I'm gl- and I I really really hope that younger teams. Um, take a, a long look at something that I, I call cracking the code, right? They, they, they found this, they always find this way to be in the finals or in the semifinals winning or losing, right? Sure. If, if, if I think if memory serves me correctly, Patterson was in the, 
finals all three all three tour stops, right? They won two of yeah. three. And they yeah. won two out of three. <clears throat> they were on fire that's, at the dude, end Dude, that's cracking the code. That's like the yeah. Pat Riley of volleyball, right? That's that's like the Rosie of volleyball. He'll get you to the finals and we'll see if we want to lose. So there's this part of me that's enjoying watching them play and knowing that the old guy is still guided and general nutrition is a real thing and, and it makes... and. We as human beings are becoming immune to old age, right? Because because of that, yeah. um, bro yeah. science and science. Yeah. Um, but I really, really wish someone would push them off the cliff. I really, it would be good for the sport if there's someone that has enough hair on their ass to, to they're because right now they're on the cliff and they're not. There's sure. not going to be this. Yeah. I don't. I very much like Tom Brady. There's not going to be this gradual decline from Phil. I think he he's just going to have to fall off. <laughs> I think people were shocked that he even played he, Austin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and one. And one, that's a thing. That's and shame, one. Shame on the men's field for shame that. On, it, it, kind of, right? Yes. It's like, hey, you can let this this old dog come out here mm-hmm. and whoop you yeah. guys up a little bit, huh? Have a little bit more pride. Yeah. yeah. Legend. But legend. you know who brought me back? Mark Fonacari. Because I asked him, would Phil from 2008 let Phil from 2022 get away with that? Mm. And Mark said yes. Mark said because his game wasn't based based on this this high uh, you know using his leg strength for his vertical jump it wasn't right. like all of the moves he make doesn't require and never required um, a, uh, I mean energy efficiency with energy efficiency being the key and his volleyball IQ being significantly better in 2022 than 2008 yeah I think I think I'm gonna call that a wash I gotta go Mark Mark set me straight on that one because mm-hmm. that, that was very very logical because mm. we're talking about that player. But Casey himself said, Casey Jennings asked Casey Patterson, would the old Casey let the new Casey get away with this? He said, he said hell no. <laughs> he said, hell no. <laughs> so, so, so I'm just telling truth that yeah. disguises hatery. And I, I, I want them to keep winning. I want them to keep winning because, because I get to say shame on you guys. What the hell have yeah. y'all been doing all winter, man? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, give me that gladiators in the arena speech if you want to. But at the end of the day, I'm a Bill Parcells guy. You are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like it because it inspires athletes, at least for me, to know that there's more to learn and that this beach game is not just physical strength. It's it's a mental game. And that's so right. Wendy loves you for that. I look at, look, look, look at her that. face. Look at that face. And that's like a big part of the reason. It's huge. It's, it's, huge. it's, it's what, mm-hmm. you know, Every day, I'm 33. I'm on the older end of a lot of the younger athletes coming up, in my opinion. You know, 33, yeah. <laughs> and so seeing these guys who are 40 years old, it tells me, man, I still have more to learn up here. Because they're not jumping higher than they did 10 years ago. But they're playing the game more efficiently. Efficient. They're playing volleyball smart. And that is how you can win beach volleyball at a high level, is how can you out-chess your opponent? IQ is just huge. And so it's like, hey... They're, they've refined it. They're getting it. They've, they're, they're in the matrix. They're playing the matrix with, with the volleyballs they're playing. Where's my camera? Do you hear that? Do you hear what this man is saying right now? Did you hear that? Okay, because I'll tell you who got that figured out, the women, right? Right now, all of those girls who are in, 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 playing NCAA volleyball right now or graduating NCAA volleyball, there's this new wave of girls that are just taking over. We're talking it's about Nelson Cloth. How about Tina Gradina? Level. How about Megan? How about Kraft? How about Rice from LMU? How about um, uh, Tony Rodriguez? Uh, how about Gerhard, who was on like on the, the pair five, for Christ's sakes, and is now in the main draw? The, girl, the girls figured it out because like mm-hmm. you just said, I can take you as an example. Sure. Right? I can take Miles Portain as an example. And I said this a million times, but it, it bears repeating. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the lightning rounds. Are there people that jump higher than Miles Partain? The answer is yes. Are there people that hit harder than Miles Partain? Yes. Are there people who are more physical than Miles Partain? That's an emphatic yes, right? Yep. But there he is, 
And there you are. That's correct. That's it. Say it again. I got to see that face. There he is. That's it. There, there he is. is. There he is. I got I got Kyle front on camera. There's your shot right his, there. His brain <laughs> thinks differently. His brain sees the game differently. And that is why he excels. He attacks problems differently than other athletes on tour. That's why he's I'm, already looks like at. chess. For sure. And maybe maybe when I cool the fuck off, I'll apologize to some people. But right now, I'm hot and I'm very unapologetic because it's not like everyone's like, oh, they didn't see this coming. I saw this coming in 2018. In, um, when 2017, the Partain brothers, 15 and 17 years old, qualified for qualified. the main draw. I mean, Jeff Alzina helps having him under the umbrella, right? Best kept secret. Um, but then that. how about the next year? You got Fanoi Moana coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Right, forty nine yeah. years old, playing center court, wins a winners bracket game with with Jeremy Casebeer. Someone came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "What relation is that guy to Eric Fonamawana?" And I'm like, "Self." <laughs> I'm like, "Who? What relation?" Uh, he's a baller. Look, no, because someone had this guy. There's a guy that looked like that that won in two thousand. That might be his relative. No. Eric, Eric is a fucking vampire. Yeah. He still looks like he's 30. It was he, I mean, Jeff Samuels said this dude still plays and still looks magnificent. But, okay, how about this? Phil playing with Jason Lockheed. Lockheed mm-hmm. Right? Win, won a winner's bracket match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I saw this in 2018. I, when I saw these people just doing whatever they want, oh, this guy's got a wild card, whatever the hell that means. Um, and I'm like, this is going to be a problem. That was 2018, dude. It's 2022. So I don't want to hear anyone say they didn't see this coming. Right. You know? No, for sure. Yeah. They, we've been, I've been seeing those boys mm-hmm. on tour for a long time when they were just kids. And then That's, now they're... I was going to say, I've been watching Miles because Miles and Luke used to play together. And they, Palace one age, thing, right? He High is, school? Uh, yeah. And he is the sweetest kid. He is. And, but the volleyball IQ is insane. He's so respectful, and too. And it's so beautiful to watch. How about respect for his elders too, right? Yeah, no. There's some of these kids that have a chip on kid. their shoulder, or whatever, and this and that. Um, but this, he's so respectful. He's it's the like one his that off, goes over and offers the mom some of his snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, keep your food, kid. Oh, <laughs> you need he's it. He's the best. <laughs> right. He's just amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. And Great he deserves kid. all the success. And he deserves yeah. to make money for the success yeah. that he's absolutely. Golly. Yeah. So last thing before we yeah. go to lightning rounds, yeah. Partain asked me. He says, "How do you know so many people?" I said. I'm 51, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had enough years to collect all the inner relationships yeah. yet. He's Think still about getting what this kid's going to know by the time he turns 30. Never mind. He's always Never asking mind. questions. Every time yeah. I hang out with him, yeah. he's asking a ton of questions. He's a little thief. He's stealing the knowledge. He's a Smart. thief. And he comes up and gives the mom a hug Who, when they lost to Stanford mm-hmm. at the MPSF. And I saw him as I walked out. And he's like, oh, hey. I'm like, you just lost... Tomorrow. You're such a good. Kid. He's such a professional. Such yeah. a good kid. I mean, there's another guy named Luke Turner who's a lot like him, who plays for Stanford. Oh, uh, I don't know who his mom is, but mama, mama raised him. Mama raised him. Right He's a too. good kid too. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> is he? I'm cool. <laughs> inside joke, people. Wait, inside joke. All right, so let's go lightning round. So we have 60 seconds to answer all of these. So I'm gonna go split screen you and me on this. And Wendy, our moderator, you do the first. So you're going. Back and forth? Yes. Is that what we're doing? Yes, okay. you're asking these questions. Yep. And as soon as you ask the first question, I'm pressing this clock. All right. Ready? Jason, pool or beach? Pool, man. Make mine chlorine. Beach, baby. Beach. Give me that sun. Give me that sand. All right. Last good book you read, Kyle. Oh, the last good book I read was Grit. I can't good one. think of the art uh, who, who yep. wrote it, but mm-hmm. yep, Grit. 
Well, I don't like to read, but the last book I read was um, Unbroken by Laura Hildebrand. Um, and then I saw the movie later, but very much like everybody else. I Excellent. like the book. I like the book. It was, it was amazing. Jason, I'm, also, I'm also intrigued with World War II. Go, sorry. Freeze or no freeze? Um, no freeze. Thank God it's gone. No freeze. No freeze. No freeze. Ice cream or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Ice cream. <laughs> uh, your other favorite sport? Golf. Mixed martial arts. Sick. Jason, one. commentating or coaching? Ooh, oh, I love to talk. Coaching. Commentating. All right. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> Fucker. Uh, Kyle, favorite match to call at Volleyball World? Uh, man, Rosarito finals. Uh, Sharif and Ahmed versus the guys from the Netherlands. Good one. Yeah, Cosign. That was All my right. favorite finals, lo- listening to him. All right, oh, my, my favorite finals was Coconut Beach, center court. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Uh, favorite player you looked forward to playing the most? That's you. That's you. Uh, Taylor Crabb. Right yeah, on. Taylor Crabb played with him in college, against him on the tour, and it's just, uh, it's just a stud. All right. Hey, we're on the same shade of music. I look forward to three so, more of watching you play. These Taylor are so Taylor. good. Uh, childhood sports idol. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Haha, t-shirt. Don Mattingly. Yeah, good one. Shakespeare Scorsese. Scorsese. Scorsese's Goodfellas is my favorite movie, and but even as much as I love Shakespeare. And the last one, favorite comedian. Dave Chappelle. Robin Harris, but Dave Chappelle is taking over. He's yeah. one performance away from just yeah. taking over. I just can't, every time I watch Dave, I just I just can't stop laughing. I just, I just love what he's got to say. My favorite thing was he's when he's talking about transgenderism. He's like, he said, "What do you say, Caitlyn Jenner?" His first year as a woman is voted Woman of the Year by Time Magazine. He said he's better than every, every, everybody in Detroit. He beat all you bitches out there. So, you know what and, I'm saying? Yeah, no, but he took something that's saving like... the world right now. No, but he took something that was um, like a hot button t- topic, right? You, when you say the word transgender, you say these words, you have... Whatever comes after that, you have to choose your words carefully. And... The genius of his comedy is that it is chosen carefully, and it is, it is satire, and it is art. And and as the consumer of that art, I find him funny. I find and I find a genius. Yeah. I, I agreed, yeah. genius, pure genius yep. from from yeah. day one. And he's been doing it for a long time, and uh, yeah. the reason that people love him and want to sell out and yeah. wants to go see him. And the closer, honestly, I thought Sticks and Stones was funnier than the closer, but like for the material, the content, the closer yeah. was the closer was brilliant. And the closer we, was brilliant. And that poor guy had to survive an onstage attack. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like, He's all right. I He's know, fine. but like, that was not okay. Get some right, like, security down front. What the heck is going on in yeah, this like, world? This is his job to go up there and tell jokes. Yeah. If yeah. you don't like that, then don't come the to the reason, show. Yeah. He's also a big dude, home. man. Yeah. Stay like home. that dude that, that came on and tackled Yeah, but you shouldn't him. have to worry about Jamie, that. No. You know Jamie Foxx broke the dude's arm and wrist? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. When they came, when they, the first one before security could get out there, Jamie Foxx went out there and broke the dude's arm and broke his Thank wrist. Thank God for Jamie and when, and when security was taking him away, they were showing, you saw videos all like a picture of the dude's arm. It looked gnarly. That's that comedian and, backing up a comedian. And that's yeah. why... Don't, don't invest yeah. my boy. But, that's, but yeah, so what, I guess what I was trying to say, you don't want to see him attack, but you saw what happened when someone did. Sure. All right? 
Dave Chappelle's a big dude and he's got an army. Yeah, he seems and the dude, fine. And the dude, just... the dude didn't hate him that bad. The dude waited for the whole show. So that meant that meant this dude stayed and watched the whole show. <laughs> he watched the whole show. I'm going to get my comedy in first. <laughs> he, was, he was respectful a little bit. Got his money's worth. I wish I had a video because I want to see a video of that guy laughing at the jokes before oh he does oh. that. It was, it was like a Will Smith. He laughed and it was like, okay, I can't laugh at this. <laughs> so... Before we go, tell me where you played high school and college. So I played high school volleyball at Spanish River okay. uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. Nice. We were state champions back to back, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. which in Florida felt like a big deal. You know, it was like, you know, small yes. peanuts compared to California. Um, but being from Florida, it was, we didn't have a JV team, my friend, you know, when I was younger. It was just had varsity, you know, men's volleyball, boys volleyball wasn't that popular in South Florida. Which surprises me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, it does. <clears throat> women's volleyball in Florida, as you know, is like the second Huge. biggest, if not the biggest uh, market for juniors out there in the nation. Uh, but for boys, when I was younger, I was playing, my first year of club volleyball was 16s. I was playing as a 15-year-old because it was 45 minutes south to do that or two and a half hours north to Orlando. Those were right. my options. Cool. So Spanish River, Florida, then Long Beach State uh, from 2008 to 2011 or four years there. That's uh, a, yeah. That was a good team. We were a great team. Mm-hmm. My freshman year, we made the Final Four. We had Paul Lotman, Dustin Watton. Dean Bittner, um, a couple other big big players, and it was an amazing year. I, I got to play a bunch because I could pass the volleyball. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I played with a lot of girls. My sister was older, she was older than me. I, I learned how to pass the ball playing with girls. And then when I got to college, I wasn't the biggest, I was not the strongest, I couldn't hit the ball the hardest. I had ball control. I could pass and I could play defense. Right. And that is what gave me playing time on the court with these seniors and Lotman, who was player of the year. And we took third. We lost to Pepperdine in the semifinals. That's but, what I was asking who was yeah, we took we took third. Pep, uh, Pepperdine lost to Ohio Penn State. State. Penn State. Oh, Penn State. Uh, Matt Anderson, Max Holt, that squad. That was 2008. 2008. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I was on um, one of Penn State's two, uh, two, two titles or three titles. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Long Beach State. And then after Long Beach State, I spent five years playing in Europe. Uh, I was playing some indoor professional over there. Nice. Germany, Sweden, Switzerland. So, Germany is nice. Germany is beautiful. Switzerland was I'm going to have flat behind you. I played oh, yeah. there. It's an honor honor and privilege to have you on the show. And I just want thought you should know that caveat if it doesn't get said before oh, the show's I pre- over. I appreciate it. Here's my next question. It Was there... A, t- a particular tournament, and I ask all my all my guests this question, so it feels like podcast malpractice for me not to ask it. Is there a particular tournament or, or a match um, where you left the match or tournament saying that this is probably what I'm going to do for a living? This is this is who I am. This is this is. Was it a gradual buildup, or was there one thing that that you know that confirmed what you knew all along? You know. Mm. I think uh, that tournament for me was AVP Hermosa, where Miles Mogatutia and myself was the first time we qualified. And that feeling, I you know, it's you can't replicate that feeling that I felt qualifying, knowing, hey, let's let's do this beach thing. I knew I played indoor. I had this ceiling. I was six foot four outside hitter who had a good jump, but not the best. And so I had a, I had a ceiling. So it was like, Hey, I had a great indoor career. My knees were beat up. I had surgery. My ankles were hurting. I was like, Hey, I knew I wanted to try beach. I played beach growing up as a kid on the Florida tour and I knew I wanted to give it a go. And so I was a undersized blocker and I was like, you know, Miles, let's play together. Like you're my boy. We've been playing good ball. We can run fast offense. We got good ball, ball control. I'm a short blocker. That AVP Hermosa was like, Hey, 
you can do this. You know, you can beat these guys. You don't have to be bigger than everyone. You can run fast. You can do stuff. You can have better touch and control. And that just totally changed something in my mind was like, there's a few, there's a possibility to, to compete at the highest level in the sport. There's no more handicap. There's no more ceiling for me on the beach. That is what I felt. And on the indoor, I felt like there was a ceiling uh, for me, just physicality. You know, now you got these kids who are 21, 22 years old. They're all 6'8", six, 6'9", six, jumping through the roof on the USA indoor team. Banging balls, right? So AVP Hermosa 2017 was the first time I qualified with Miles, and it totally changed my life. Love it. Nice. Wendy? I mean, my go-to question is always, like, your best advice you would give to the next generation of player. Outside of physical skill, what is the thing that helps you? make it long term in this game i think the um, if you want to play this sport you have to find the passion and it has to be bigger than the success or the reaping the rewards there has to be joy and there has to be passion behind waking up and going to practice every day when it's cold when it's sun is out and it's 100 degrees you're in atlanta and you're sweltering so i think it's unrelenting passion and finding that joy in practice because even at 33 I've been practicing for 20 30 I don't know 15 years I still enjoy practice I still every day take a little bit something away if it's just one percent better right just taking a little bit every single day and and that brings me joy um and you're you can't play this sport in my opinion if you're not enjoying it because there's too much grind there's too much money to be put in not enough money getting back to you um, so you have to rely on something else because that will not sustain you. If you're relying on money and points, you will crumble. Yeah. What did I say? You yep. will crumble. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has to be based on your love for the sport and the love that you have for yourself and the way you feel when you get done training, the way you feel when you finish tournaments and events. Even if you lost, it's like I laid it out there. I competed my hardest and I, I was prepared and I gave it all. So. Yeah. That's my advice for the youth. Yeah. Find, find that passion because that's going to be your sturdy structure that's going to hold you up. Totally. And then the advice you would give to, to well, as well? What I love about that is that it just converts into life. Mm-hmm. So on the day that you figure out that you're not a competitive professional volleyball player, you're going to take all of those skills and transfer that into your next passion. You're yes. going to know how to figure it out. And you're, not gonna, you're going to know how to small step it into big success. Yep. So. Yep. That's what I love about the game. Yeah, I have a ton of advice I would give, yeah. but his is such a mic drop. I think this is where this <laughs> yeah. is where I'd like to finish. You know, <laughs> I want to go one podcast without making it about myself. This today, this is about Kyle Friend. Kyle Friend, this has been a fantastic episode. Thanks for the uh, the caveats, because uh, Wendy, everything you were saying, Wendy, we're now we're looking at each other like, yep, that's 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 the advice we ourselves would give people. You no, know? I, I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate both of you and allowing me this opportunity to come on here on, on your platform that you've that you've created uh, and your fan base. So I think it's awesome. And the more we can get Beach Volleyball and talk about it and share the information yeah. and the nuggets like this with the people, mm-hmm. the better we all are in the long run. Yeah. And dude, we have a really good concentration outside of the um, what I call the five zip codes. I think regionally where you're doing your part and I'm definitely doing yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. And this one's about to go global. So um, <laughs> I'm really, really, yep. I'm really, really happy. You know, do you coach at all? Um, currently, no, I am not coaching at all right now. I think at some point when you're done with this, I think you've all, you're 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 a coach right now before you even realize it. Like Todd, Todd, they called him the professor. He was already a coach before sure. he became a coach. Sure. You know? 
Yeah. No, because we now need no, because we need coaches or... like him that can tell yeah. people, you know, could, don't tell anyone that you can Paul and can't again. do something. There's, there's too many, too many average mechanics in rooms full of Ferraris, man. We need we need good coaching. <laughs> All right, so Kyle might love you guys, and Wendy might love you guys, but me. I can't stand it. In fact, I'm out of here, all right? So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhone, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world, old school, for all of you on your droid, if that still exists, for my man Kyle, our best friend, friend, for Wendy Savage-Jones, I'm Jason DeBeas. This is the Option Podcast. We're going to hit my music. Stay with me and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.